0: Five, four, three, two, one, zero, ignition, Lift off. What's going on, everybody? It's Monday at 7, and this is League Talk on WEGL 91.1 FM. Here, we'll be discussing and debating NBA news and prospects on a weekly basis. I'm Gordy Stewart. Let's get right into it.
1: Uh, I feel like we should start with the Auburn-Arkansas recap and then go to the Auburn-LSU game. Uh, two very big games, overtime Huge. wins for Auburn.
0: Gigantic wins. That was really, really fun to yeah. watch.
1: For the Arkansas game, um, we ended up winning 79-76 in overtime. Um, while only shooting 25% from three-point land, which is uh, pretty low for us right now, um, considering we shot 41% from three against LSU.
0: We were really hitting them against LSU, at least down the stretch. I think that in the Arkansas game, it kind of wasn't as pretty. Yeah, um, yeah. But neither really was it in the LSU game. Javon just kind of took over in the very end and lifted 55, us. 55, dude. Um, I like the number 55. I wish – I mean, he did it in the Arkansas game. He, he, they ripped his jersey, if you didn't see, and uh, they gave him a jersey off the bench, and he's normally number five. But he got to wear 55, and he went off. And everyone wanted him to wear it in the LSU game, but he didn't. Still
1: hit the game winner, though.
0: Still hit the game winner. Samir had a really good game, too, 26 points, 10 for 19 field goals out of him. That's back-to-back games where he's been huge for us. Devon
2: Cambridge, um, 7 for 10 from three also. Yeah, and when Auburn's able to get his production – and, and anyone off the bench, really, it's shown like, how good this team can actually
0: be. Yeah, there needs to be somebody off the bench that comes in the game, changes the momentum, provides scoring. It's usually Jamal Johnson or Macklemore. But when Cambridge does it, it is the coolest. It is so Everyone's so happy and excited for him. The Auburn Arena's rocking, that's for he's sure.
2: Electric. He's electric. He's for sure an energizer, energizer for the team. and has um, been a big factor. Huge. I agree.
1: And uh, we also played without D'Angelo, too. Yeah, he had the flu. Yeah, I had the flu. Didn't pull Michael Jordan, though, in the (laughs) game.
0: No, he should have. He should (laughs) have. I I think that we honestly – I don't want to say we benefited from his loss, but it provided a different-looking team. I think that he sometimes takes shots too early into the shot clock or into the possession. I think that's maybe something he'd be guilty of, that we were able to maybe change without him there. We were able to pass the ball around more. Um, I don't know. I think that if we play like that – I mean, right now we're standing at number one in the SEC – we're going to be tough to beat in March. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> I mean, this this team this this whole past week has shown I think to the whole country that they refuse to give up. Back to back, come from behind uh, wins. Yeah. We're here. We're in for overtime. Real. Yeah. yeah, it's uh we I feel like uh, it's time that the, the committee gives us a little bit more respect in these uh, rankings. We're out. We're at eleven right now. I think I think we're a top ten team. One There's thing's no for sure. About
0: it. One thing's for sure is nobody wants to play us in Auburn Arena. I don't. We haven't lost a single game at home on the on the season, Mm-mm. and we've beaten, we've taken out top twenty five teams. Now, at first, everyone's like, "Oh, well, they haven't played anyone yet." Like they've showed them though. Yeah. We were we were lighting up those guys too. Yeah. I mean,
2: for sure, the most impressive stretch that Auburn has had so far. Um, hopefully they can continue that style of play when it gets even tougher. But yeah, they've beaten some really good teams over the. They're past
1: finding week, ways so. to win, and you need that. Adam, you what really does all this mean? March.
0: What does all this mean for Auburn's tournament seeding? I mean, what, what, uh, what are your predictions?
2: Well, before the LSU game, uh, CBS announced their top seeds, their top 16 seeds in the tournament. So basically, a one through four in each region, um, and Auburn was sitting at a four seed. Um, I think that that will look a little differently, especially come March. But even even if they did it today, um, I think if they're able to win out, get some quality wins, it could be as high as a two or three seed.
3: Yeah, two seed for sure. If they they continue to uh, play the way they have and win games, uh, the way that they've been able to come from behind, I, I think there's no question they should be at least a two seed. I think
0: it's fair to say that the toughest leg of our season is probably done. Um, we have a couple games coming up. We play Wednesday against Alabama at Alabama. Um, the week from then, we play at Georgia. And then on the February 29th, we play at Kentucky. I would say those are going to be our hardest games that we have left, and I think those are must-wins mm-hmm. um, if we really do want to get impressive seating. Yeah,
3: for sure.
2: Yeah, I, I feel revenge
1: at Alabama, too. <sighs>
2: We yeah. proved last year too that seeding isn't something that's that we're worried about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean the Blue butt killers. I mean every year
0: it seems the seeding yeah. matters less and less in March. Mm-hmm. Um but I mean I don't know if we get a low seeding that's going to motivate us if not we're going to play easier your team so I really can't be mad either way. Mm-hmm. Um I've a lot of the mock drafts lately have said that Isaac Koro has gone as high as the number 5th pick in a draft after guys like LaMelo Ball, Anthony Edwards, James Wiseman. That's 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 crazy. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I want that him to stay so bad. I, I want him to stay too. I'm so happy for him. I'm thinking that if this continues to stay that high in the mock draft predictions, there's no way he stays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, if you're that guy and you've got a bag coming, you're not going to turn it down. No, no. <laughs> yeah. especially one like that. I mean, yeah. I think that it's going to be crazy to see actually what, how that top five shakes up in the, in the draft coming up at the end of the season. Um, I like Lamelo Ball. It's a number one pick, that's for sure. I'm a big Lamelo Ball guy. Th-
3: Anthony Edwards too. Mm-hmm. I think something that makes uh, Isaac Okoro stand out, in, uh, with this year's draft compared to all the other prospects, is uh, you have these like flashy, high offensive skilled uh, uh, players like Cole Anthony, you know, Lamelo Ball, Anthony Edwards, but Isaac Okoro, he's that kind of, he's a grinder. You know, he plays defense. He's a bucket. Yeah, he's (laughs) he's not afraid to get down there and and play dirty, and I think that's why these NBA teams have fallen in love with Akoro.
0: and when you look at him, he has an NBA body already. Like, his arms are massive. He's already – he looks like guys after they spend years working out on an NBA diet and workout regimen. That dunk
1: at the last minute of the (laughs) LSU game by Akoro, was
0: insane. I freaked out. That was a grown man dunk right there. He he obviously
2: has everything he needs on defense to be an NBA player. I think teams are a little worried about his offensive production, but they can see how good he is in transition and how good he is at running the floor and attacking the basket. Um, and they can develop his shot. In oh, the yeah. And it's I, not I bad. Think, I mean, yeah, he shoots no, a relatively
0: high percentage, mm, I want to say, compared to some of the other guys on the team. He looks
2: confident shooting. Um, he looks good out there when he's, when he's playing with, you know, that toughness that he has. Um, but, yeah, I've— I like Gordy said. I've seen him as high as the number five pick. Uh, more consistently though, in some other ones, seen him in like around the teens. You know, like a lottery pick to the Trailblazers. And I think that's
0: and, more accurate. Oh, I would love yeah, to see him is. play with Dame and CJ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there
2: are I, definitely some good um, teams he could land on.
0: And that last Absolutely. game, in that last game, he had some big buckets like that dunk, I think changed the momentum and the energy in the right direction, but he went three for 13 on the night one for six from deep. Uh, He played 43 minutes, which is more than anyone on either team. Um, That's, that's pretty ridiculous. I think that he's definitely the cog of our offense. He has to be on the floor because of his drive. I mean, absolutely, absolutely on defense, but on offense, there's nothing that makes me happier than seeing him catch the ball at the top of the key and beat someone one-on-one for a layup. I feel like he does
1: that all day long. So natural.
0: It, it comes crazy to him. On the year, he's 50% from field goals percentage and 28.6% from three. The three needs to go up, but still with that low of a three-point percentage and shooting 50% total field goals, that's impressive.
1: Yeah, very impressive.
0: That's impressive. In other news of the NBA draft, today is the anniversary of LaMelo Ball's 92.7 assist game at 15 years old. <laughs> um, I love this kid. I've been trying to talk about this kid. I have been saying that he's the truth since he was 15. Yep. I'm Cher- not going to lie.
2: Cherry picking was pretty impressive in that game too. Yeah, I mean, really there is amazing. a lot
0: there, in that game specifically. That's fair. The Chico Hills
3: <laughs> offense is like. That, throw it, throw it, it down. It was yeah, a thing. That, that like, wasn't like, It was <laughs> called
0: the, the Chino Chico Hill or Chino, Chino.
3: My bad. The Chino Hills
0: offense. Well, it was incredible. I got to watch them at one. Uh, I, we played our Spain Park High School team played in the same tournament as they did. Luckily, did not have to face them, but we got to watch them. And they would literally just have Lonzo throw that full court pass from the out of bounds line to Jello, who would catch it on the other side and just hand it off to Lamelo for whatever shot he wanted. It was the coolest thing I've ever seen. Three where, brothers on the same team. Where is
3: Jello now? What's he doing?
0: Sitting on his couch.
1: Yeah, I don't think he's hooping anymore.
0: Actually, he's probably in the gym. I think that he does get shots up a lot. I mean, yeah,
3: but I don't think he's—is he playing anywhere?
0: I—I I think Plan he's on playing anywhere. Isn't
3: like the last time he played was in like the JBL. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah that, that, was right. <laughs> that was a joke. That was a joke. I—I think he honestly had potential as a sharpshooter and maybe a three and D for NBA teams, but. I think his stupidity ruined any chances that he had with what he happened got in China, didn't he? Yeah. By another country. Yeah. And Trump saved him. Trump personally reached out to the leadership over there and said, "Hey, can you maybe pass on this guy? Can you maybe give him a break? He's kind of a big deal." And miraculously they let him out with no punishments. But he got punished enough for that, I would say. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but that would be a guy that I think Kind of wavers on the mock drafts. A lot of teams, or a lot of guys are talking about him going number one, him dropping later, closer to 10. Guys like Anthony Edwards and James Wiseman pretty much have not dropped outside of anyone's top three. Definitely not mine. Um, we haven't gotten to see James as much as we wanted, but, I mean, he's a seven-foot menace.
3: It's yeah. probably the NCAA's fault there, but it's just as much his fault for getting himself in that situation. But
0: I agree. It, not that it wasn't still poorly handled, but the blame is pretty spread out. Yeah. And I think that maybe um I think that maybe he'll have a good comeback story from this because of just his pure physical attributes and just I mean the undeniable talent that he's continued to show us even in those couple games played super super well. Um Cavs the Cavs have what pick in the draft. Adam where are you looking to?
2: Uh well of course it depends on the lottery, but yeah. they're looking to have uh one be one of the top 3 teams which gets a 14% chance at the number one pick since they restructured it. Um. They'll probably, you know, with their luck, they'll be like the eighth pick or the ninth pick or something. (laughs) You're probably right. (laughs) Um, But, you know, if they were up towards the top, I don't really know who they should look for. I mean, as a Cavs fan... I personally don't understand what we're trying to do as a franchise. After the point guard, probably. (laughs) They love doing that.
0: And and I think that picking up Drummond in this uh, most recent trade fiasco is kind of confusing because I was getting the impression that they were tanking and drafting best available and just looking to rebuild. But that trade for Drummond, he's only here for the rest of the season and his contract expires. I
2: think it was kind of a Hail Mary type of play. Uh, They don't really care about having John Henson and – brandon knight on the team um so they figured they might as well give detroit a bag of chips for drummond yeah we'll we uh, hope that hey maybe he'll resign in the offseason he probably won't <laughs> a um, bag of
0: chips is a is a you're overstating we'll it too. yeah i mean yeah. we we don't want brandon knight oh, oh, we don't, don't? want him we what literally just i i don't understand what they were thinking so i'm not even going to try to speak for them yeah but as a pistons fan I think where we just wave the white flag. Right. I think we're about to start rebuilding. I think D Rose and Blake are gone probably soon.
2: The Pistons had an eleven point first quarter tonight. That's pretty good, right? Wow, yeah. we get <laughs> claps for that. Yeah. yeah, wow, that's
0: that's fantastic. I'm not surprised. We've been getting out rebounded now drastically in these past couple Shockers games without the only Drummond. Guy that could grab him seriously. And we uh, yeah, there's no yeah. hope left there. There's no hope there. But other than Drummond, there was plenty of trades this past week. Capella. Finally, we, the rumors were silenced, and uh, he announced that he was going to Atlanta. That is awesome for Atlanta. And it's been weird for the Rockets. We haven't gotten to see Capella play yet with the Hawks, but we've seen the Rockets play now a couple times without Capella. They're doing pretty well, too. They're doing pretty well. I think that even just watching them play is so fun to watch because you've got five guys on the floor, with the exception maybe of Westbrook, that are all shooters, that can all score, On offense, that is intimidating, I think. And NBA teams, they don't know what to do, I think, to that.
2: Yeah, I think uh, they're really going at the small ball, obviously, 6'5 center with P.J. Tucker. But their whole goal, it looks like, is to just space the floor and give uh, Russ and Harden a chance to attack the basket when they want to or get the shots they want to. And what I was so impressed in the Lakers game was that uh, when they would give Russ— space to shoot the mid-range he would take it and hit it most of the time
0: or he'd go right at gobert's chest as exactly he said. yeah <laughs> yeah
2: exactly he w- he's not scared to attack and if his mid-range shot is falling the way it is and he's scoring 41 points a game like we saw in like 38 you know he's he's dangerous and the rockets are dangerous but i'm just not sure how long not having a decent uh rebounder you know can i know pass. i mean i
0: think that they do rebound well as a team because, okay, guys like Westbrook, he's now led the NBA in six years at the guard spot and rebounds a game, six years in a row, more than any other guard rebounds per game. And Harden's done it before, too. He's led that one year of his career as well. So neither one of them are poor rebounders, but they're just giving up so much size and the pain that it's shocking. You've never seen a team do this before, literally ever.
3: Yeah, back to that, uh, that Lakers-Rockets game, uh, I don't see – houston surviving in the west yeah they won that game but anthony davis went for 32 points and 13 rebounds on 14 of 21 shooting no wow. one no one on the rockets at standing at 6-5 is going to be able to guard anthony davis they just
0: have no solution and they were trying to help down and double team in the post and then they can't get out of shooters on time and it they've got massively over rebounded now a couple games in a row um
1: they're still winning
0: though. But they're still winning. on the season they're ten and one without Clint Capella. Yeah. And with him they, they win one. a total of twenty two and seventeen. They've won ten games without Capella and lost one. I think it's working.
1: They lost they lost last night off that crazy shot by
0: Bogdanovich. Bojan right? Bogdanovich. Not no, to be confused not. with <laughs> Bogdan Bogdanovich. That was that was insane as well. That was that was a three pointer that he'll remember for the rest of his life. Watching the back and forth in that game, big shot after big shot.
3: He's, he's the clutchest player in the NBA right now. He, uh, he has two of the four buzzer-beating game winners in the NBA.
2: So Jeez. He's the clutchest player in the NBA right now. That's what that means. He's cold-blooded. What's impressive to me, too, about Bohan, especially with that specific shot, that was his second made field goal of that entire game. He you had, had it. He was playing. He was not shooting well. He's a good shooter, but he was having an off day and only hit one three in the corner the one in the counts. fourth quarter and yeah. then hit that shot completely smothered by Harden and PJ Tucker and knocked it down. Green. Ice in the veins. Absolutely.
0: Green bean. And the, for some reason, they struggled pretty drastically against the Suns when they played the other day. I think that has a lot to do with Kelly Oubre exploding for 39 points going 7-of-9 from deep. I mean, he's not really doing that every night, but you know, Booker also had his 30-piece per usual, and they didn't have a solution for that. I mean, I figured those are the two spots that maybe they could have guys that guard, but they were without Westbrook, so I think that makes a drastic impact as well. Um, but I don't know. It's going to be exciting to watch that team progress as the season goes along. Another big trade that happened was D'Angelo Russell, a personal favorite of Shoops. Um oh, got traded to Minnesota.
1: What's that? His like fourth team in how many years?
0: Fourth team in five years. Five years. Mm-hmm. He wow. was so excited. I don't know if you guys saw it when he got off the plane <clears throat> in Minnesota to see his buddy Carl Anthony Towns. He was holding the jersey already that said zero Russell. He was smiling. He I was happy for him because I think now he's somewhere where they want him. And yeah. it didn't I I don't it didn't sound like they did in Golden State over in San Francisco.
2: Well yeah, and Steve Kerr came out and said that. He when they got him, he never saw them fitting, or he never saw D'Lo fitting into the scheme, anyways.
0: And there's no surprise there.
2: No, and I I didn't either. Yeah. So I wasn't yeah. surprised no one to hear did. that. I
0: think everyone was so confused when that trade went yeah. through. Originally. I thought
2: they would tr- use uh, D'Lo in tr- as a trade right away in the season, yeah. but that was obviously before. Everyone uh, got Steph heard. went down and, yeah. you know, everyone else went down.
3: So now you,
0: the Warriors tank continues do for Do you real. think the Warriors got good
3: value out of that trade, though, by getting Wiggins? Oh, yes. The way he yes. played the
2: other night, I mean, if he does that even somewhat consistently, yeah. And well, that, right now he's the best player on the team.
3: Yeah. Uh, for sure.
2: <laughs> In
0: that same interview where Steve Kerr was talking about that, Shoop, he also mentioned that it's Wiggins. He told Wiggins explicitly, look, like, I know that Minnesota is asking you to be a star player. We're not. We have those. We need you as a role player. And I think that he's gonna right now as they're all injured. Yes, best player on the team. He's gonna score more points than anyone. I think every night on that team. But when Stay and Clay, when Steph and Clay come back, almost said Stay and Cliff, um, That is gonna be a sweet piece to have at the three next to them. Absolutely,
2: he'll be just like Harrison Barnes was uh, back in the day.
0: See if he can D Lebron.
2: Yeah, he can just be the three and D guy. You know. Um, Which is honestly what they need. Exactly. He plays exceptional defense. Uh, He's a good guy to have at the three. Um, I think it'll work out for them next year, especially if they end up getting James Wiseman at the five or somebody like that.
0: All right, guys. We're going to go to a quick commercial break, and uh, we'll come back with a couple more points here in a couple minutes. And um, don't wait. We'll see you guys in a few. All right, everybody. We're back. Sorry for those technical difficulties. I don't think that our commercials were playing at first, but um, it's all good. We're back at it with more more conversation about the previous trades that have gone through. Um, We talked about Capella. We talked about D'Angelo Russell. And we talked about, who else we talk about? Capella, D'Angelo Russell. I mean, Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond. Those were the three. And there were more that happened. Uh, Another huge one, I think, was Marcus Morris. Yeah. Um, That, that, I I think that Marcus Morris is a piece that the Clippers were missing with his three-point shooting. He, I think that he's going to take them over the top because he really proved himself in New York.
2: And who did they give up again? It was Mo Harkless and a uh, twenty twenty first round draft pick. Yeah, so they're bit, and maybe Jamichael Green or is he still there? I don't know. I think he's still there. It's I think still, it was Mo. Uh, Jerome Robinson will join the, the Wizards. Right. Yeah, it was okay. a multiple team okay. trade. Yeah, I think they really just got an upgrade on on Harkless. He's going to get Marcus Morris. Will get a lot more minutes. He can shoot the three ball really well, as you were saying, and. Plays amazing defense. He
0: does, and that's what they use Mo for. Is they use, a lot of times use him for his defensive, his length on defense, but he's also a good shooter, just not as good as, as Marcus, which is going to make him really exciting to have. Um, Clippers will be a LA. hard team
2: to score on. Yeah, I don't. That's what we think, right? That's what we think, yeah. He gave up, what, 140 something to the Timberwolves? The other yeah, way? I don't know. That was a fluke, I guess. I don't know. Uh,
1: the don't Timberwolves
0: know. had some energy after getting D.Lo. I think they got excited. Um, it Isaiah is. Thomas, uh, who was traded to
3: Clippers, got waived. Though, do y'all see him with another team this year?
0: I can't say that I do. <laughs>
3: I, can't, I I don't know.
2: He's had his little hot streak. I feel like maybe the Celtics.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's where he shines the best. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that would be sweet. The Celtics him one too. It would, yeah, be it would come
2: full. I, I mean,
3: I don't really know if they need him though, with a uh, uh maker coming off the bench, but they don't. Well you never know
0: you never know <laughs> You never know. I think he can provide scoring at least for any NBA team, maybe some veteran leadership. Um, he's definitely a savage and he's definitely made huge buckets throughout his career, but it's getting towards the end of a career and when you're I hate to say it, but at that height, you have to be in prime athletic shape to pr- produce you know and I wonder I hate to say that his height might be an obstruction for him, but yeah, I mean, it was ever He's not since, as quick as he was. Yeah, it was
3: ever since that hip hip uh, surgery kind of just, I'm not going to say finished him, but.
0: He had a lot of things in a row. I think he had a lot of things that hurt his confidence. Um, and he was disrespected, I think, by the Celtics. And after everything he did for them, after, what was it, his sister died in a car crash and he still played the game
1: yeah.
0: that same night.
3: Yeah, I yeah but that, that trade that was for Kyrie Irving. Like yeah. Kyrie. It's Kyrie. And they ended <laughs> up
0: I mean, they got rid of him pretty quick, but yeah, they definitely won that trade as well. Obviously. Um, Biggie. But, but yeah, and then Andre Ugadala. That's huge. I don't I don't understand how in this interview that I saw of him today, he said, and I quote, I honestly have not played a game of basketball since that my last trip in the NBA. And he said, No pickup, no anything. Bro, you are an NBA – are you not – was he not actively trying to get re-signed? Did he know the whole time that he had $30 million waiting for him? You know, I, that makes no sense to me. Especially if it's he, like
3: if it's your job, like
0: – Are I you would, not a hooper? Do yeah. You think, <laughs> do
3: you think Miami knew that by giving him that big of a contract? There's
0: I, no way. I bet Pat Riley crapped his pants when he heard that. Yeah, there's
3: <laughs> no way you give yeah. a guy a $30 million contract who hasn't played in – for almost a year mm-hmm.
0: he came out there gave them minimal production he was one for two um on the day but he provided six rebounds a couple steals a couple blocks i mean he i think just needs to get his wind back i don't even think he knows how what kind of shape he's in i just don't know how he could be vacationing for, for this long year yeah and now boom he comes back announces he wants to come back he wants to leave whatever was going on with him in memphis for some reason they didn't make him play. I don't know how you're allowed to do that. Honestly, none of it makes sense. Yeah. Um plus the
1: beef with Jaw also.
0: That yeah, and Dylan Brooks. Yeah. And I can't wait for that Heat Memphis matchup after that. <laughs> I mean yes. they were taking shots.
3: Circle your calendar for that game. It's gonna be uh it's gonna be interesting. Uh I understand where Memphis is coming from though. I I don't want to play with a guy that doesn't want to be there.
0: No, I wouldn't either. And I think that when you got so many young guys on that team trying to make a playoff push and now there's a roster spot with someone on it that doesn't even show up, I mean, that's just disrespectful.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I I do understand Iggy's perspective where he's thinking, okay, I'm a guy that's won a finals MVP. I've won three rings now. Uh, Why should I have to play with these guys that are in a rebuilding process? You know, it's all these young guys who he really can't relate to. I understand. But at the same time, I, I just don't get it. So, like, why don't you want to play with them? They're good young players. You could help out maybe. And then Jay Crowder also was sent to the Heat uh, with Iggy. And I, I don't know. For him, it's got to be a little weird now being – Yeah. Like, what does he think of him? You know, just Yeah, I don't know. He had know. to have lost a little respect for him just to sit out while everyone else is – But know, as a new teammate, tail.
0: he's going to have to pretend like he likes him. I guess so. I mean so. – I don't know if those Miami guys are ever going to get around to trusting him after that. But I think that with Jimmy Butler's injury, we don't know when he's going to come back. But in the meantime, yeah, Iggy's going to be a good piece defensively. I think he's relatively washed up. but We'll see, though. We, we'll see. I mean, he didn't do anything last game. He's still getting his legs under him. But we will find out, I guess, in the near future. <laughs> um, there's a couple games going on tonight that i think are pretty pretty massive games um the pistons right now are down to the hornets huge game
2: huge that's my highlight of the night i doubt you can find it anywhere but go look <laughs> there's <laughs> no way
0: you have to be living in detroit or charlotte i'm sure to see that and i bet probably they're not won't even show it then. yeah <laughs> they're they're probably not even showing it um
2: i can't say much the cavs had their worst home loss uh in franchise history to the clippers got 40 piece with
0: andre drummond with
2: he had a double double (laughs) we're the new pistons you guys are the new (laughs) pistons
0: he will continue to have double doubles but don't worry you guys will continue to lose well
2: hey we have like four centers now four point guards that's pretty good roster oh yeah you just need ones and fives (laughs) (laughs) uh,
3: this is their logic the hawks are playing the magic right now if you're the hawks after making those moves before the trade deadline, like where do you go with this season? Because they're 15 and 39 right well, now. I, so I
0: think that it might be too little too late for them as far as playoff hopes because I think they're still sitting there as the worst team in their division. Um, uh, the Cavs. Oh, I guess. The oh, Cavs. the division. In the yeah. whole, in the division. Yeah. But in the conference, I think they're second worst. Yeah, um, they are. I don't know if would they have any hopes of a playoff. I think that Capella, they're going to win games. I mean, Capella. John Collins and Trey Young, that is a star. That's three. A nice team. That is a yeah. big three. I mean, they Trey Young has proved himself. So is Collins. That's going to be sick. And Capella isn't back playing with them yet. I think he's going to come back after the All Star game.
2: Yeah, I'd imagine that the rest of the season for them is just trying to build chemistry for the future because th- they're another team that has tons of young talent. Tons. Um, they'll add more, I'm sure, uh, this offseason. But yeah, I. I they, I don't think they have any chance at the playoffs this year, um, unless they just went on a crazy win streak. But I think you're right. Maybe I, in the future. Uh, I mean, I could not, see it with this team for sure.
3: They're not that far behind the eight seed Magic. That's true. They're
0: who like, they're playing as we speak, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Who? Yeah. Who they are playing? That's a big game.
2: They're what seven and a half games behind, I think. Magic have won two of their last ten. So yeah, they're not. I mean, the Magic aren't a lock to make that eight seed. And even the Nets. Oh, they're not.
0: I think it's wide open in the mm-hmm. East. I mean, as, with the exception of the Bucks at one, yeah. um, I think it's pretty much a toss-up relatively between the last couple spots to make the playoffs. But um, in other news, we were talking about D'Angelo Russell. He's currently playing his first game um, with the Timberwolves against the Raptors, and they are up by seven in the second quarter. The Raptors are on this ridiculous win streak, as we all know. What if D'Angelo Russell and the Timberwolves ruin that?
1: (laughs) I'd be happy for D'Lo. Yeah.
0: I would, too. I think it's going to work out with him and Towns. I think that they are buddies uh, first, so their chemistry is going to be already great. I think they're going to have issues getting mad at each other over shots and stuff. Um, He's,
3: uh, He's the leading scorer in this game right now. He's got 14 right now.
0: Let him shoot. Yeah. He's going to get a bunch he's of a shots good playmaker. there. He's going to get a bunch of playmaker. shots there. And the Timberwolves did a good job also with the couple trades. They added a complete stud, in my opinion, Malik Beasley from the Denver Nuggets. That man double, double the other can hoop. 23 points, 10 rebounds the other night um, against the Clippers. He went 7 for 13 from deep. If he, I mean, he, odds are he doesn't do that every night, but he's someone that as he gets older is really going to turn into a stud in the league. Who
3: did uh, – w- what was that that trade for?
0: That was a part of the multiple team trade. Um, oh, yeah, they also yeah. the Nuggets also sent Hernan Gomez uh, to Minnesota. Oh, okay. Um, and I don't think that the Nuggets got too many pieces in response to that um, in exchange for that. But yeah, it was definitely a trade that's going to help the Timberwolves, and it already has. I mean, I think they've they're showing that tonight. Um, but yeah, and other NBA news past couple of days. Um, Rudy Gobert's goaltend against the Trailblazers really set a fire on everyone on that team. I mean, you've got Damian Lillard getting absolutely visibly frustrated. That's a game, too, that, you know, it's a big game. I mean, those are teams that their head-to-head matchup on the season matters come playoff seeding. So they wanted that win.
2: Well, and for Portland especially, they're on the outside looking in at the the moment. So they actually need every single win that they can get. And for something like that, uh, uh, for the refs to say that there was – you know, no question that it wasn't a goaltend. Oh, my That's gosh. ridiculous. It's absurd. Yeah. It was the most clear goaltend I've seen in a long time. I, I don't understand. Literally cost him the game. Yeah, it's a little ridiculous how bad the officiating can be sometimes. But. The whole
0: situation was just handled so poorly, mm-hmm. and I, those guys are upset. I mean, I don't, I don't blame them for a good reason. It, anyone watching it at home, anyone in the building, I think except the refs, knew it was a goaltend.
2: Yeah. Go bare new for sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. No doubt about it.
0: That that we'll see if that ends up costing him. Dame has been on absolute tear still. And I think he's gonna probably continue to do that. We talked about this a little last week, but since last week he's continued to do it. If he keeps up this pace, does he have a chance at MVP?
2: Yeah, I believe he's still sitting at seventh in the voting last I saw. Oh my god. Seems a little far. Lucas at sixth also seems a little far away from he's me. Been, but... Yeah. Uh, I know he's been injured, but it's, it's you know, still puts up almost triple double every time he plays. Well, I think both those guys should be a little higher up in yeah. the rankings, but I don't know. It doesn't really seem like they have a um, huge chance to make a push.
1: Lillard's last 10 games is 38 points, 43 points, 37 points, 26 points, 21 points, 51 points, 36 points, 50 points, 47, and then 61 points.
2: That's MVP material, right? Jeez, there. He's, I mean, he's I dominated. know that's what I think. It doesn't matter what defenses do; they he's can't doing stop it him. to they every cannot. single team against good teams, you know, playoff teams, Lakers.
0: And I, I'm, I like Harden. I'm a big Harden fan, but he is doing it differently. I think Harden, when he catches the ball, wants to get attention. And he wants the one-on-one ISO, and he wants to stare you in the eyes for a couple seconds dame i like his attitude about it better he's going Sam, out there as Sam. a straight killer yeah and he he when he catches the ball he might shoot it as soon as he catches it or he might run right past you and dunk on you he's not even trying to be fancy he's just trying to get a bucket every single time he catches a ball i respect I, it so
3: much i i just think it's i think it's Giannis's mvp to lose i think it's going to be hard yeah, and for, i agree i, I agree also. unless something happens like he gets injured i think it's He's averaging 30, 13 and a half, and six assists. And plus, the, best, the Bucks are the best team in the NBA. He's right shooting 50, yeah. 55% from the field.
0: And that's a huge factor in the MVP voting, as we've seen in the past. Like They are always, they probably care about the success of the team more so than individual statistics. Is that? Can we agree on that, I would say? Yeah. And, and so I think that for that reason, yeah, it's Giannis' to lose. It would take the Bucs to lose a bunch of games for that not to happen. Or an injury, knock on wood. I hope not. I love Giannis. I,
3: I think the like the definition of MVP is like if you take Giannis off the Bucks right now, where where is this team? Because I don't think they're they
0: don't suck, but yeah, they're, they're, nowhere, not close. Near, they're, nowhere, they're nowhere close. We're nowhere close. He he is the team. I mean, he takes the ball up just about every dang time. I don't even know what position he is. He's probably all of them. It doesn't yeah. matter. And none of them. It's one through five. <laughs> no one even cares. Yeah, it doesn't even matter. if they, they put him at any spot that's open and put shooters around him. I like watching Brooke Lopez play with him. That guy just catches and shoots. And it's been amazing watching his career change um, from a more low post guy to someone who is just going to pick and pop off every screen and catch a shoot as soon as he gets it. That'll help.
2: And talking about the Bucks right now who are without Giannis tonight. Uh, up fourteen after the first quarter against the Kings, right? Yeah, got ten from Bled- uh, Bledsoe and Brook Lopez, and Middleton with nine. So I mean, they, they obviously he's they got a making solid their team. guys, he's yeah. making the other guys better. Yeah, every game they're getting better because they're playing with a guy who excels at everything he does.
0: Yeah. yeah. I agree wholeheartedly. All right, well, we're about to go to another commercial break. Um, then we're going to talk some more about other NBA news, such as KD's latest antics. There always seems to be some, um, as well as our pick of the night, our locks of the night, we should say. Um, see you all in a few. All right, guys, this is our last about 15 minutes or so of the show. Um, appreciate you guys listening and tuning in tonight. Uh, this is League Talk on WEGL. Um, I'm here with Adam Shoup, Tucker Haygood, and Bo Jewell. didn't know already we are league talk um kd has been going on a tangent lately um in all these interviews that he's been doing and he has been saying some hot takes i would say about his old team 2014 2015 thunder team specifically he has been saying that there were no skill players that he played with on that team and that he had to carry uh I just just disagree. I just completely disagree with him saying that. I
2: I, I think he's speaking completely out of turn. I think that's incredibly wrong to say that Uh, when you look at, you know, Russell Westbrook and uh, guys like Serge Ibaka. You know, they had guys that filled their role and and did amazing things on the court. I think maybe he's specifically talking about, like, Andre Roberson and – Probably. More guys on the bench like that, maybe just not a lot of depth.
0: I mean, was he using that as an excuse for blowing their opportunities in the playoffs that year?
2: I guess so. I mean, he was openly frustrated, I remember, with uh Roberson in Game 7. He had, like, a wide-open three that he could have taken, and he opted not to. They ended up knocking the bucket, and he yelled at him to shoot the ball, man. Like, <laughs> his... his uh, I don't know. I guess maybe that was just kind of the last straw for him. But I think it's unfair to take it out on guys that were on that team that, that played having, hard. Yeah, played hard then, and are, have had amazing careers since. then. look at Ibaka's got a ring. Russ got an MVP. Oh, it's ridiculous!
0: You look at his teammates. Um, in that in that playoff series, KD shot about twenty eight percent. Um, in the whole playoffs that year, mm-hmm. uh, I think
3: and that's lower than all the other starters.
0: Oh, it's ridiculously lower.
3: Well, like, or, one of those things is like. Uh, like during that stretch in the playoffs, the when the Thunder needed a bucket, they would just kind of look at KD and be like, Do something,
0: yeah, and shrug at him, be like,
3: You're gonna gonna do it. I think that what he's kind of speaking about, and I don't, I'm not saying that he's right at all for what he said, but I think it's kind of like he, he wished that it didn't have to be him that was like, You have to get the bucket, if not. It's a maybe they hit it.
0: I mean, maybe. Westbrook Westbrook was still lighting up the scoring. I mean, as far as I know that his 28%, I get what you're saying, because his 28% shooting from three is probably low because I would bet he took the most also. Well,
3: yeah, that, and he's probably getting guarded by the best defender on the court. Undoubtedly. Every, every possession of every game.
0: But I just don't think it's fair to say that he didn't play with skilled guys because – it's at least in the playoffs, Ibaka shot 45% from three. Deion Waiters, 38% from three. Anthony Morrow, 36% from three. Even Westbrook shot better from three than KD. And I know that that's just a small statistic, but that is that proves that what he said is wrong, that these are not skilled players. I mean, that's skill to be able to shoot at that kind of clip. And it wasn't just that. They had ball handlers on that team. If it wasn't Westbrook... um, they weren't bad yeah, they, <laughs> they were no, good they weren't bad <laughs> yeah and i would be so upset if i was one of his previous teammates and i heard him saying something like that i mean he's just wrong and and are his friends in brooklyn looking at him i mean there's a lot of guys in brooklyn that are maybe not that great
3: i see, but like in brooklyn they they have Better ball handlers than they did in OKC. Yeah, it's it's, that's it's fair.
2: That's done. safe to say. But, and Kyrie came out and said something very similar about his own teammates right now. So I don't really understand why Kyrie and KD think that they can just make dude, all these assumptions dude, they're about probably, their teammates, you know, current and former. Uh, it's, it just seems a little disrespectful to the other guys that you're playing with. I don't know how.
0: I bet those two KC. guys are best friends or they hate each other. K- yeah. KD yeah, and Kyrie, each other. maybe K-
2: they're best friends because they're both kind of bizarre. They're whack. <laughs> they're whack. I don't
0: understand. KD is keeps talking about how he has burner accounts that he is you know, anonymously tweeting at people at to defend himself still in his previous teams on social media. Bro, give it a rest. Like yeah. how, he's you, always been a child.
2: Why bro? do you need to prove it still? Like exactly. Exactly. You know you're good. Prove it on the court. Just, just get over it. You know, like yeah. we know you're good. You don't have to. It's she no
0: secret. It's no right?
1: secret that he's I mean, good. Kevin
2: Durant. Like.
0: It's just like insecurities that he has. I guess so. I, mean, I literally don't understand. Yeah. Um, he is one of the few players that, if healthy, will be playing for the USA roster when those final rosters come out. Um, but as of today, they just came out with the USA preliminary roster. Honestly, I did not expect to see some guys snubbed on that considering it has 44 people on it. Mm -hmm. But you're telling me that you can name 44 basketball players from the USA that are better than Trey Young and Zach Levine? In my opinion, those are the two biggest snubs that will not be representing our country. How are they? How do you not pick guys like that? I mean, they took guys over him like Joe Harris – Kyle Kuzma. Harrison Barnes. Yeah, Kyle Kuz. Derek, Derek White. Derek White over Trey Young. Kyle I'm Lowry. I mean, I'm not a big Kyle Lowry I'm curious guy, to good. see
2: like what their uh, rules are for picking guys for the roster because uh, how how does Zach Levine and Trey Young get left off this list? I, it doesn't make sense.
0: They don't even seem to have too many point guards. If
2: you're Zach Levine, you have to
3: be so bad. <laughs> I you get hope, snubbed from the yeah. All-Star game. You get snubbed from the USA team. Like, what does he have to do to get some respect? Get
2: out of Chicago.
3: I mean, I get it, yeah. <laughs> Chicago's not that good, but no, I know. That he's ca- he carries that whole entire organization right now, and he's, he gets he no some respect. He
0: for hard it. carries, and they've gotten tons of injury woes with Larry Market and playing out. Basically, their whole starting lineup besides Zach Levine of what they plan at the beginning of the season are all injured, and Zach is still averaging a crisp 25 points a game, shooting 38% from three. Uh, playing 34 minutes a game more than anyone on the team by a long shot, yeah, I would say that's hard carrying. And they're they're still third in the Central, a 19-35. and 35. Central's not a very good division. I'm, I'm not going to lie. But is there any hope for Chicago when, when guys like Wendell and Laurie are healthy? Is there any chance that they start winning a bunch of games?
1: They might make a push to like the 7-8 seed I could see? Maybe don't the players like not get along with the coach either.
0: They definitely don't They're having
1: coaching problems. Yeah, that's right.
0: And they've had a couple it's kind of like a carousel of coaches they've had in Chicago, but yeah, if if you watch the games, if you ever get a chance to see Chicago play, the players are yelling at him. I am not not even sure of his name, but you watch the game and the, the players come off the court when they call timeouts and are actually screaming at the coach complaining about calls or about plays, or I can't even tell what it is, but they're visibly frustrated. Um, For sure, without a doubt. Speaking of some of the games that have been going on lately, it's now time for our locks of the night. Mm. These are our predictions Mm. that we have of games that are happening tomorrow um, that we think have the best opportunity to happen. Um,
2: You you guys want to do a little recap of last week? Yeah, let's do a recap
0: of last week. It was rough. I mean, it was okay, but...
2: It was okay. Um, Let's see. Who had Tucker and... Bo, looks like they both went one and zero. One and zero, baby. Yeah. Um, I thought wow. that was a safe Wait, bet. B- no, my. Milwaukee be- minus six uh, and a half. Bo, Bo, you were one and one. I'm sorry. You had uh-huh. por- Portland plus five and Bucks I minus mean, six and a half. Yeah. But still, and so Tucker was one and zero. Played the uh, safe route. went with the Bucks. I Port- was I was
0: also one and one. Yeah.
2: Yeah, one and one, and then I was sitting at uh one and two. So
0: rough start. It was rough, but I mean, it was a weird night. Also,
2: I mm-hmm. think that our predictions were
0: good, and I like ours even more for tomorrow night. Um, my picks for tomorrow night's games is I think that the Clippers plus one against a Philadelphia team that has a lot of proving still to do. I think that they're really struggling with spacing, and they've had they've had you know bright spots and bright moments. But this Clippers team that will now have Marcus Morris, um, they are, I think, going to be someone to be reckoned with. I think that they win the game outright by plenty more than one. I think that there's a great chance that they beat them by five. Great chance. I would even like to beat them by ten. Um, but I guess that's yet to be determined. My other pick for the night was OKC minus six and a half um, against San Antonio Spurs. OKC, just watching them play last night, you, you look at them, with the exception of Chris Paul, they are a— so many, first of all, their, their height imposes a lot of guys because you got guys like Shy Gilgis running the two, sometimes taking the ball up the court that can pretty much post up most any guard in the league. And then Chris Paul running the show. I like watching them, but I like the way they play together even more. And that's something San Antonio does good, but I think that they will not be able to hold OKC back defensively because they really have been on the top of their game lately. I, um,
3: so my pick for this week. Is uh, Boston plus two and a half at Houston. Boston is uh, one of those teams. They they've won eleven of their last twelve games. Also, it, they they've won eleven of the last twelve. They won seven straight, and you're gonna give them a plus uh, plus odds. Like you're, I don't gonna, get it. yeah, it's a hot team. Jason Tatum
0: just won. Uh, Jalen Brown's
1: getting injured though. I don't think he's playing for this. Well, he team. played last. Time. No, he's back. Yeah, he just came back. Oh, he did.
0: Yeah, he came back with uh, Gordon Hayward. Came back. They're all healthy. Jason Tatum's on a tear. Yeah, Eastern Conference uh, Player of the Week, Jason Tatum. Deservingly uh, so.
3: I think that it's a hot Boston team. I I wouldn't bet against them. I'm Where did you with... say it
0: was? It's in Houston or in? It, Boston? Yeah, it's in Houston. I think that's why they gave him the minus three. Um, but yeah, I could, that one could go either way. Yeah, it's tempting, you know, because the Boston team. They run the floor pretty well. They're a bunch of they're big, like they have lots of height too. But they also run the floor really well. So I imagine they don't really struggle to keep up with Houston's high octane offense. I think yeah. that guys like Daniel Tice are going to be able to get out on shooters. Yeah, and they're not going to have issues in any other position because of just how sound they are defensively. And
3: they're another one of those teams that has
0: a bunch, like you said, a bunch of depth
3: at guard. And if they wanted to match that uh, Houston small ball lineup, they could. They could run. Well, they could run. Uh Kimba at the one, Marcus Smart at the two, uh Jalen
0: or Gordon. Gordon
3: Hayward. Gordon probably at the three. Gordon at the three. Yeah. And maybe. then like Tatum and Brown at the four and
0: five. Tatum at the five? Or who w- would you put G- it Jalen G- 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 Brown.
2: On PJ Tucker? Yeah. Oh, I absolutely. absolutely. I Jalen guess Brown. That's true. Yeah. Do that.
0: Uh, See, that makes that game way more exciting to watch mm-hmm. now. <laughs> oh, it's just it's a bunch gonna of guards. Be, it's <laughs> yeah. going to uh, be yeah. a great matchup. It's going to be a stellar matchup. And I don't think Jason Tatum will have a problem scoring. I don't think Harden or Westbrook will, but it's the other guys that I think mm-hmm. will really be the X factors in Bo. that game.
2: Bo, who do you got?
1: Um, I like the over for the uh, Houston-Boston game. What's it I looking mean, like? Uh, it's at 231 right now. I like it. I mean, it. But you, got, you got everyone. I mean, all five or ten players – they can all they can all score.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's you know? facts, and they score quickly. And exactly, both offenses know yeah.
2: exactly what they're doing. Like they yeah. know their goal, they know their scheme. They've proven to be really efficient. I, I like that one a lot too. Yeah,
0: I think that they could easily have one of the teams, if not both, could reach 120 points. I mean, I think that it's going to be ridiculously high scoring. So I I would agree with that over as well.
3: Another one of those overs that I'm. I didn't get to look at earlier, but I'm just now seeing is uh, talk about the Clippers giving up that many points. Their over-under is at 225.5 right now against Philadelphia.
0: And Philly, I wonder if that's because Philly they is just play pace. good D and slow the pace. And especially on offense, they're just looking to give someone the ball in the post and spread out, clear out.
2: Well, And you think about in that game, there are going to be some... Big dudes on that court. Yeah. Both lineups are pretty massive. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. There's not going to be tons of space for guys to do what they normally do.
0: And the Clippers are talented, but know. they play it's, slow. That, f- that one's going to be tough. I feel like but, the guys on the Clippers like to play at their own pace. Mm-hmm. And guys like Paul George and uh, Kawhi and Lou Will especially yeah. slow the game down to the way they want it on the offense. Mm-hmm. So, they'll call for the screen. and They'll stand and look at it for a couple seconds before they decide. And all of those are, I think, would be factors.
2: So uh, My pick, I'm just doing one pick this week after uh, one and two last week, trying (laughs) to get better. So I'll stick with just one. The only one I hit was uh, the over bet in um, the Lakers game last week. They had, like, it was was, like a 90-point first half. That covered easily. The second half, they scored, like, 130 (laughs) points or something crazy to make it. Um, Thought I was going to go over three. but So my pick for this week. (laughs) Uh, is OKC and San Antonio over like uh, 220. Now, I like too. this one a lot. Uh, San Antonio was playing the Lakers last week, um, and I like it for the same reasons. I don't think they're a great defensive team, and OKC looks really good right now with the way they're moving the ball and scoring. I know they lost yesterday, but it wasn't a bad loss. It was to a good Celtics team. um, And I also think that San Antonio will be able to score a good bit against OKC. The only thing that I would be concerned about is that they're on a back-to-back. Yeah, they play the but, Nuggets later tonight. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know if that would prevent that from happening. I think that's a concern for sure, but they're, the way that the Spurs play, I think you're good. Mm-hmm. I think that they, they have a good chance of that yeah, happening. I,
2: I don't think that number is too incredibly high to want to steer clear from that. I feel like 220 is a good uh, number to get that at.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. And those games are going to be super fun to watch, uh, for sure. In addition to those games, Chicago plays Washington tomorrow, um, and Portland plays New Orleans. I kind of love the 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 idea of watching a game with Damian Lillard and Zion on the same court. That's going to be a lot of talent. There's going to be a lot of highlights. Yeah, most likely to come out of that game. Um, I don't know who I like. You think Zion's going to dunk on
2: Hassan Whiteside?
0: It's pretty. I I, I imagine it's hard to do that. He's a wall. Oh,
2: I got that easy. (laughs) I
0: I think he is capable of it. I think Whiteside's been on the top of his game too. I I think I like Portland still. Mm -hmm. It's for difficult. It would be difficult for me to take any team playing Portland just because of the way Dame has been playing. Mm -hmm. Because when you do that, you can single handedly carry a team over the top.
2: Oh yeah, for sure, and especially against. A Pelicans team who's still struggling to find an identity, um, Damian Lillard could for sure take advantage of that. Yeah, tomorrow night. the
3: Pelicans are one of those teams that's like they'll win three games, lose two games, win one game, lose another game. It's like they they can't really
0: when they're play. on
2: they're on, yeah. but when they're not can't it's quite not. get their footing yet.
0: They don't they don't really and they're still trying to figure out team chemistry. Zion wasn't added into this lineup much much long ago at all. Guys like Drew Holiday. Are definitely helping. He's really leading that team. JJ Reddick, too. JJ Reddick, another veteran leader on the team who's been shooting at a ridiculous clip. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, we're used to that from JJ. Um, But I think that, yeah, Portland, Portland with Hassan Whiteside at the center spot, they're going to take away a lot of those drives Mm -hmm. that New Orleans is kind of known for. Guys like Drew and Zion are pretty much live down there. Yeah. Uh, they're going to need to hit threes if they're going to beat them because Portland, we are, we know, is going to hit a lot of those. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> they've been very efficient from deep, uh, not even just Dane, but guys that stepped up like Gary Trent has been hitting a lot lately. Um, CJ, I think, has been cooling down a little bit, but Mello's been hitting big shots. Still
0: uh, has been making big shots. Yeah.
2: Back to the Pelicans, we were talking about them last week, and I think you asked me if I thought they had any chance at making the playoffs, and I basically said no. It's not, it's not out of the question. They're only five games back from Memphis, so if they're able to to you know uh, cover some ground and get a few wins here and there, it's possible that they could sneak into that eight seed. It, do you think
0: that Portland sneak. sneaks in?
2: I think they're more likely to.
0: And w- where where would you see them ending up at? Would you? Uh, I, do, they would probably. They would real- definitely surpass the Grizzlies. Um,
2: I yeah maybe I mean it's possible I don't know it's kind of hard to see I think maybe some of the younger teams might start to drop games later in the season yeah just because they don't have the experience that yeah the Trailblazers or maybe even the Spurs do
0: yeah it's possible um, the Grizzlies are seven and three in their last ten Jaw's been playing some amazing basketball first
1: mm-hmm. triple W of the night yeah for ja. incredible it doesn't
0: look like he's gonna give up that Rookie of the Year spot anytime soon no
1: that's his I'd say he's locked it up.
0: And I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad about it. I'm happy for him. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening tonight. That's the, that's the end of our show for this afternoon. Tucker, take us home.
3: Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening to this week's episode of League Talk. Uh, tune in next Monday at 7 p.m. on WEGL 91.1 FM. For more sports content, check out WEGLFM.com and follow our new Twitter,
0: New Twitter that yeah, we're having Twitter. some ridiculous technical difficulties of if it's working at the moment. I swear it'll be working by next week. I thought it would be working by today. I messed it up. <laughs> mess it up. <laughs> I, I messed it up. I take all the blame right now.
3: It's uh, league talk underscore W E G L, but also follow the stations, uh, Twitter at W E G L sports. And if you ever miss a show, uh, our previous episodes are on the Apple podcast app and spotify
0: yeah search us up you're gonna have to search league talk um two words or you might need to search my name just because that is the name that the podcast is under uh gordy stewart and you would be able to access those and play those back as many times as you want in the least creepy way possible
3: yeah and uh (laughs) once again i'm tucker haygood i'm here with adam shoop gordy stewart and Bo jewell and uh thanks for listening